Hello again, Dwayne Brummett here with uh, Allie Alvarigo, SchoolInterTalk.com. Allie, good morning, sir, and nice to be with you. It's nice to be with you as always, you know, every every Wednesday, man. Well, mostly every Wednesday. Mostly every Wednesday, that's right. Hey, yeah. uh, we've got, a, a, I believe, an exciting topic today. Um, and we've got a friend of mine that's on the on the call, and uh, the unique topic is, uh, you know, hey, quitting your job and, uh, you know, setting it all on the line and doing this full time, and that's a big leap uh, for some people. I remember when I did it, uh, I didn't have a family, so the leap wasn't as big as what Brent did because uh, he had a, a full-fledged family and still and still did it. So it's going to be interesting to get his insight uh, on those things. And uh, it, 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 before we introduce Brent and who he is, there, is there anything you want to say to set this call up? Me in particular? No, I'm yeah. I'm excited just as well as you are to interview him. And um, it just, it goes back in time for me as well, like when I took that leap. So I would love to hear his process and you know, what, what he's experiencing now and open, open the eyes of many people who are holding out and are afraid to take that leap. And I'm sure I, I'm, he's going to say some amazing things to, to motivate them to do so because, you know, once you do, things change. Yeah, absolutely. So, Brent, uh, I, I, I should have looked this up, and I probably – I'm looking behind me because I'm sure I have it on the shelf here <laughs> – uh, unless I finally throw it away, but I remember w- uh, when we first met, it was through Member Solutions. There was a contest that was yeah. uh, happening at Member Solutions, and uh, I was the quote-unquote leader or coach or whatever of that uh, of that team. And uh, if I'm not mistaken, I believe our team won the whole thing, didn't we? Yes, sir. We we won the whole thing. They had a a great prize package, and we won, and we got shoes, and I think I got something from Allie. I think I got a a call and and uh, some information as well, which I still use. I think it was a VIP package, and um, yeah, a bunch of a bunch of great gifts, and and we won. And after that, we remained friends, and you've been my mentor ever since. And uh, you know, it's been a blessing, no doubt. And now, let me. I want to also say this before we continue. This is not an active uh, way or a sleight of hand way for Allie and or I to try to get additional coaching clients. So I just want to throw that out there. Not that we wouldn't accept clients, um, but because I know that, uh, you know, we're going to talk about some things, and I don't want the listeners sure. to think this is a, a cheap way for us to try to use you to get coaching clients. So I just want to lay that out on the line right now. Um, yeah. So anyways, we we started back over 10 years ago, wasn't it? Yes, sir. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I was I was thinking about that the other day. It's about ten years. Yeah, it's been ten years. And uh, okay, and it's, it's been yeah. No, okay. So uh, why don't we why don't you uh, kind of lay the groundwork? I know I, I said how we entered, you know, how we got uh, introduced to one another through the member solutions uh, thing, and and you have a roller coaster really of of exciting yeah. things that uh, happened to you, whether it was bad or good. Let's just say exciting things that happened to you, and and so let's kind of fire away the good, bad, and the ugly. Sure, I I've been doing martial arts since I was ten. In my twenties, I opened up my first school in Renton, uh, Washington, and then uh, my wife and I started a school in Boulder. And uh, it's kind of a – we sent out 500 letters to different daycares because we figured we were going to go that route. And out of those 500 letters, my wife and I followed up on all of them. We got one person to call us back. And then within 18 months, 
we ended up going to all these different places and doing a half-hour class and everything. We had 280 students, and um, we were making a living, and we were doing a great job. And then all of a sudden, um, we decided to start a family. We said Tucson or Spokane, Washington, and we went to, to Spokane. We thought, we're just going to replicate everything that we did down there. Well, when there's millions of people and there's 300,000 people, the market's vastly different um, as far as your ability to to have uh, opportunities and um, came up here and it failed. So then I'm working three jobs and um, <clears throat> the martial arts thing, you know, there's so much competition in 2005 out here that I, I really struggled and uh, I went to a ballet school and I started renting time from them and uh, they grew big. So I got squeezed out. I ended up in a church, and I think that's about the time you and I started. Uh, just before that, the ballet school, we started working together. And I was there for six years. And I, I, I always say this. I think when I had the, the daycare locations, um, I wanted more. I wasn't appreciative sometimes as much as I should be of uh, what I had at that moment. And I wanted a big school, and I wanted all those things, but I didn't have anything in place to sustain that. And I think God and the universe and everything just humbled me and uh, said, okay. And for 10 years, I, I started over and I would grow and I would go back. And it was just all these things. And to be honest, it was mostly because I didn't have processes in place. I figured I could take a little bit from here and a little bit from here and just kind of mash them together and make something happen. And um, that worked for me, but I don't think it worked in a professional environment for other people as well. So we fast forward, and um, about two years ago, we well, I guess four years ago, we opened up a, a permanent location. Um, it's, a, it's a beautiful school. It's 2,800 square feet, but I was still working a job. So I was going from three jobs eventually down to two, and I was still working the school and everything, and I worked for a Fortune 100 company. And... Uh, I was really miserable. I was really miserable. I didn't have enough students to leave, but I, I and I didn't have, um, we didn't have enough to kind of make the, the jump either way. And uh, kind of came to a point in my career with, with this company where I could see the writing on the wall. They kind of move people out and through. They kind of chew them up, spit them out, but uh, that's, that's business. But um, we got to that point where my wife and I kind of said, I think we could do this. I really do, and everything kind of collided at the right time, and uh, I had all the processes in place. I understood, as much as I can understand marketing, uh, I, I understood my customers. I, I really believed in what we were doing, and I, I made the jump with my wife's support and uh, went from about 30, about 30, 40 students to now we're getting ready to break 100. So, and that's, you know, I thought I knew more than I did, and I didn't. And I, like I said, I tried to rework everything. Anybody gave me something, I reworked it, put my logo on it, took this and that. But I, I wasn't listening to the, to the things that worked for any business. I just thought I was better than the game, and it, it, it didn't pan out. But now I'm able to stay home be with my wife, work on the business when I want to, uh, the way I want to. I, I probably work more hours now, but 
I could take a nap if I want to. You know, if <laughs> right. I get a little worn out from doing too much stuff, I want to take a walk with my wife, I could do that. If I need to go to any it's I think now I'm in a place that not only is it a blessing, but it, it's it's such a moment of gratitude for me because I know for those ten years how much effort it took not to follow my dream and to just kind of hold on and hope. But I didn't make that jump without a safety net. I mean, we 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 were prepared. We had things in place. I wasn't going to go backwards. I wasn't ready to fail, but I wasn't ready to risk my family and my home as well. So, right. And, and that's I remember, where, that's kind uh, of, yeah, I remember the conversation uh, that, you know, when we were talking and you said that, you know, look, I really want to do this full time. And, you know, not that you didn't want to do it before, but there was something a little bit different about this time. I mean, you, you definitely had, uh, you had set yourself up to be able to do it, you know, financially with regards to, you know, uh, putting some things in savings and those type of things. But, mm-hmm. but really you almost burnt the ship uh, per se, but you did it strategically because I remember us talking about, you know, okay, what do you, what do you make right now? What do you need to make in order to move forward? And then what does that look like? So we worked everything backwards where we, we, we decided, okay, you need X amount, uh, uh, of, of net. Well, what, is, what does that equal in gross then? So we need to know what we need to get our gross to because you know what we need the net to be. And we did all those numbers, and I and I believe and refresh my memory that when you looked at those numbers, that actually gave you more hope than what you had just prior to that. Yeah, we we sat down and we really took the math and and made it human in a way. We we sat down and said it it was less than I thought. You know, I was closer than I thought. Um, You know, we started looking at what what health coverage costs. What are what are my bills? What are all these different things, how much space we had on the floor, how many people I could fit in a class. And we really, we really broke it down to where it was small bites. And after we got to that point, I'm like, I could do that. I'm not that far away. And then we started figuring out how many people I would need a week, how many people a month, how many people I would get in and possibly, you know, and we really made it um, an attainable thing versus this kind of, this kind of uh, vacuous thing, and when we put the numbers to it, it's almost like the the path was a, wasn't as steep. It was doable. I just needed to be disciplined on how to get there. Yeah, and, 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 you know, and, and one of the sense. one of the yeah, and one of the cardinal sins that you did not do uh, with regards to what most martial artists do, uh, because we have big egos, is uh, go and rent a facility that was way out of your price range. Um, you know, I, I, and correct me if I'm wrong, you, you are off the beaten path. You're not in yes, the prime location. Uh, you took advice with regards to that. And, and you know, it's like me. I'm not on prime location at all. I mean, you, you don't even know I'm there. But everybody knows I'm around because of the marketing. And so that you, you yeah. took that on which was nice because it certainly has saved you a lot of money. Yeah. No, we, my wife and I, we, we knew we had to move. We were in this one little room and uh, we had, we had a great um, friend that was kind of leasing a space. We actually went back to the ballet school and we're kind of helping each other out. And uh, my wife, the ballet school owner actually came to us and said, you can do this. 
We're like, what do you mean? She goes, yeah, you got it. You you have a certain amount of time. And we, we're going to take over the space. And my wife and I are just looking at each other. And we started driving around, and we found this location. And I'm like, well, before we decide, let's um, – I got out a map of our area, and I circled all the schools. And I said, if I could be in the densest area with the most number of schools in that area, within five miles, where would that be? And I pretty much circled that. So we started looking for schools or uh, locations to rent in that area. And now like you said, now, we now are you, – Brent, you meet, Brent, you meet uh, schools like – not martial arts schools, but public schools. No. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Exactly. Right. So I, okay. I took the densest area that we had because we were moving, and I knew it wasn't far enough away that I would lose maybe a little bit of my clientele, but not far enough away that everybody would kind of throw up their hands and say, uh-uh. So we did that, and it just so happened that the places that we were looking were options. And so it was a block off one of the main uh, roads, and uh, – and then it kind of intersects with another one. But we are one block on this kind of arterial road in a basement. And so you have to go down a flight of stairs. We have a beautiful sign out front and everything. But uh, it's 2,800 square feet. We pay less than $1,000 a month rent. We don't share it with anybody else. Um, it's beautiful. We we My wife decorated it. It looks it looks amazing. Um, it's inviting. The chairs are great. I mean, everything we could possibly want was there. The floors already had rubber rubberized mats for a Zumba class. It already had mirrors. And so I couldn't ask for, for anything better just to kind of fall in my lap. It, 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 we had three days to open. And uh, Let me ask you this, though. Let me time. ask you this. Let me ask you this. So... I know that when we had done that challenge through Member Solutions, there were a few years that, you know, we would talk from time to time. You would call mm-hmm. from time to time. and um, But later on, something clicked. I mean, you wouldn't be where you're at now had, you not, had something not clicked. And I think sometimes as school owners, you know, we, we're spinning our wheels and we're trying this and trying that and doing this and doing that. Um, and, and we, to no avail, right? And, and you were in that situation at one time where you were doing things, and I know you, uh, elaborate a little bit on it, but I don't know that the listeners really know what exactly you're talking about. So can you kind of give them, uh, maybe that backstory and then moving forward? Cause I know that you said, you know, I was trying this, I was trying that, and I was, you know, cherry picking this and cherry picking that, and now I do something different. So can you tell me what your mindset was? Prior to that, maybe even the time that it went, like you had that aha moment, and then now what you do. Sure. I was – one of the things uh, was I was listening to one of your, your, your guys' podcasts, and you had this great thing about attrition, about people leaving and coming and going and what you needed to, to maintain your numbers. It was one of the earlier ones. And something about the math that you did or how you guys explained it, I went, oh, Oh, I get it. And how to kind of keep that balance in the school so your 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 um your finances stay consistent and what you kind of need. And so it kind of got the ball the ball rolling and I started thinking, boy, okay, I get it. I get it. I see how the math works in all this. 
And it kind of sparked something in me to, to call back and to kind of humble myself. And I had to come to you and say, hey, look, I've been listening to you, but I haven't been listening to you. I have been, I have, I haven't been listening to my wife who is, you know, sometimes we need that perspective from an outside person that, that's not in the fray and, and say, that's, that's silly, that's silly, that's silly, this might work, try this. And so I had to open myself up to, to those sorts of things. But I think the big thing was, um, besides the, the, those two, was that I, I made this situation so much bigger than it was and so much more detailed than it was. I thought everything had to be perfect and I had to have every system in place and blah, blah, blah. And I had all those things, but I wasn't using them. I had the, 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 the calls, the two, the two, the four, the six, the eight, the ten-week calls. I wasn't, I wasn't using them like I should to, to kind of start off on the, on the right foot. I wasn't, I wasn't tracking certain things. I was, I had all the bells and whistles, but I wasn't using them. And they, to me, it was like if I teach a good class and we're a good, we're a good studio, everybody's going to flood there. And uh, I, ha- I kind of had to sit back and realize that there is certain things in business that just have to be done. And I was no different. Martial arts is no different. I could take the things that I've been taught from, from you guys and I could plug it into a, a, a new business, whether it was pet grooming or something like that. The, the things are essentially the same. Um, you would give me something or I would find something or I would buy something and I just kept chasing instead of just kind of pulling back and saying, what do I need? And just stair-stepping through and kind of knocking those things off. Now, because I've done those things, they're in place. And then some of those things run themselves. And um, it allowed me to kind of focus on the business. And uh, had I not heard that podcast, had I not finally just kind of zipped my lips and opened my ears and listened to, you know, uh, my wife's input um, and really absorbed that and really just kind of said, maybe I don't know everything. And maybe it's time that uh, I not only accepted help, but I used the help that people have been offering me. I don't know. Well, if and I like what you, yeah, and what I, yeah, it does. And what I like best is I remember on one of our personal calls that you know you said that I kept taking the systems that you were sharing with me and and then putting my own twist to it rather than you know using them as they were. Not that you shouldn't change the header or shouldn't change the address or phone number yeah. or maybe it, or maybe a word or two. You literally were changing the whole system. And that's something that Allie preaches about all the time, that, you know, a lot of martial arts school owners are not successful because they go and they, they cherry pick all these things. And what I'm hearing you say, and correct me if I'm wrong, is now that these essential things are concrete in your business, and a lot of them are, are, are working on autopilot, um, you are able to focus your attentions on other things. But without those essential things working in unison like they're supposed to be, even the small detailed things, you probably, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, you probably wouldn't be where you're at now if that weren't true. I, I agree 100%. Um, all, you know, I 
I wasn't willing to sit down and write down the things that I absolutely had to have and put everything else kind of on the side, how we greet people at the door, um, how we clean and set up the lobby, you know, our, our email system, um, how we, how we um, engage the parents, all these just little things. And I don't do a lot of that. I have, uh, I have a storm team. We have some of the things are automated. Some of the, the, the our leadership team does these things. But I decided, and the, I think the other thing was, is the things I did get, I didn't let them go long enough to find out, was it me or was it the system that wasn't working? Was it something I was doing? Was I not um, incorporating it correctly or following the process correctly to say, well, I'm goofing up, this and this. I didn't go and get feedback. I was one of those guys, I throw it out there for a week or two, nothing changed. I'm like, that ah, didn't. It didn't work. It didn't happen quick enough. And instead of coming back and going, is it me? Is it something I'm doing? Is it is it the time? You know, what what are some of the variables? And um, I was looking for the silver bullet. I think like every martial arts guy, if I you know what what can you tell me to get a hundred students in tomorrow? And right. um, there there's just no such thing. You know. You know what I find so unique about um, this conversation is amazing, by the way. So thank you for sharing with us. Because, one, um, I remember when we chatted way back when, and that's kind of cool that over the years, I don't know that, you know, we had a connection and things worked and Dwayne and you had been working together and, and, you know, that you listen to our podcast. So, Dwayne, for us, that's why we do what we do is sometimes we're like, is anyone listening kind of mentality? But now we're getting affirmation that they are and we're helping people. But you know what I find interesting? The martial arts is so fragmented or dysfunctional when it comes to philosophy, right? Because we preach every day, practice the basics, work on the basics until you get them good, don't give up, keep on. And then every school owner becomes a school owner and they throw out every philosophy they ever used in the martial arts that they tell their students. They do everything different. I did it too. I didn't. I ran a business, a very successful, a multi-million dollar landscape construction company before I went full-time and sold that business. And then when I started my school, I'm like, oh, I won't do this and I won't do that and I can't do this and that's just marketing and it's going to look, be looked at a certain way. And I had to put my name and my stamp on everything too. And um, I, I basically finally had an aha moment. I'm like, why am I not running my school like I was running my construction company or, you know, the, the landscape design company and so on. So it's kind of interesting that you went through that same process. So one question I have is what was, what was in your mind? Why, why did you do like, what did you, what were you thinking? Like why you should, you know, change or put your, your, your view or philosophy on whatever system you got or what made you do that as a martial artist? So martial artists, cause they're going to hear the same characteristics in themselves like what got you to do that and then why why did you realize to change that as well you know i think the main reason was ego i really do i think because i didn't create it it wasn't mine um i wasn't humble enough to say uh to just to just take it as it was and put it out there i i you know i think as martial arts we're very creative and inspired people and we always think that the thing that we know is better than than somebody else knows. And we just do this, right. this silly thing, this silly dance. And right. um, it, instead of me looking at, at, at Dwayne and saying, that's what I want to be, you know, that's, that's, that's the school I want to have. How, yeah. and, and he's doing it. Why would I, I mean, why would I take something that works? And we're not talking about marketing. 
you know, per se. We're, we're, we're talking about the core things that you need. I mean, we're not talking about replacing a, a picture on Facebook with something right. a little bit more local. But I, 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 I gotta say it's ego. I gotta, I really gotta say. It. And when I had to call Dwayne back and say, hey, look, I've been, I've been hearing you, but I haven't been listening. Yeah. And at the end, and, and I had to apologize because I realized that my place in all of this was to be a student again. Mm. And just because I had acquired all these ranks didn't mean all of a sudden that I knew how to run a business. Just because yeah. I worked for a company that was, I've worked for 500, 100 fortune companies. I, you know, it, I can apply some of those philosophies, but, you know, I just wasn't humble enough to say, let's, let's go with this. These are sound philosophies. Um, and, and I had to be brave enough to, to say, you know, I don't know everything. I right. don't know everything. And, um, and eventually I'll know more than I do now, but I really had to put everything in check, you know? Right. It's kind of, it's kind of, Joanne, I'm sorry. I don't want to take too much time on without mm-hmm. you asking questions, but it's kind of like when a parent brings their kid to you and says, Hey, my kid has ADD, ADHD. Can you help them? Right. And then you start to help them and then they correct you. Oh no, don't, don't be too hard on them. Or, you know, now they don't want to go and you're like, ma'am, that's the very essence of ADD. They're bored. Right. And then, like they second guess your expertise, yet they came to you for your expertise, right? So it's I, I don't know necessarily if it's always ego with school owners like yourself. Sometimes it's about um, holding on to what we have, right? Not letting go, right? And that the mindset of saying like, hey, if I do give in to this process and it really works, I'm going to look like I didn't know anything in the first place. So that's a little bit ego driven. Mm-hmm. But it's more about a fear, I think, right? It's the fear of not being able to understand that, hey, listen, there's always a higher power, better person, smarter person out there that could teach us something. And that's why I love doing calls with Dwayne. I, you know, he reminds me continuously of things that I haven't done that I was supposed to do that I've forgotten to do. And, and we go back and forth. And sometimes we're like, wow, this is a great call for you and I. I mean, hope yeah. the listeners, hope the listeners <laughs> get as much benefit out of, out of it as we did, right? So um, I think that's a very powerful thing that you just spoke about, that I think the listeners that are stuck need to understand that they have to get out of their own way. They have to let go of what, it, what they think their ego or their mind is telling them just to be able to say, hey, I did it all on my own or I know this. You know, so many times I talk to school owners and they know everything about everything, yet they're struggling. Mm. And then I'm going like, how are you struggling if you know everything about everything? You could teach me all the things you're saying, but yet nothing is working, right? You know, so I, I think that they're missing that component, which I'm so glad that you, you took that leap of faith and now you see the results. Yeah. Yeah. I, so awesome. I think, awesome job. And to, and to your point, Ali, I, I think, um, you know, I didn't, I wasn't willing to get I was willing to fail in a million other ways, but right. I wasn't willing to listen to somebody who was successful. You know, yeah, it's, and, just, it's just kind of backwards in that sense. Yeah, and the one thing I know about you right now from seeing you right at this moment in time is that you're an awesome guy because I see you have a kiss uh, frame picture in the background, <laughs> and that, that's yeah. all I had to see. <laughs> you know, as far as that goes, I'm all good with you forever now. So <laughs> <laughs> it's the original blood. It's the original ink that they did the blood the one they dipped their yeah. they dipped their blood in. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I'm yeah, a, my wife. I, you just kiss man and uh, met almost every member except for Paul and Jean played, used to oh, play wow. in my band and Eric Carr. Yeah, I'm I, sorry, Dwayne. 
Eric Carr used to come and actually drum with my band, and I would forget the words of Detroit Rock City because I was in awe. I'd look back at him, and he'd be there drumming, and uh, I was like, holy mackerel, you know, and I'd be like frozen. So uh, I, I just am a huge Kiss fan. But um, so, awesome. Dwayne, so any other thoughts and questions on, on some other really cool topics? Well, yeah, and it, okay, so the, the thing I like best about um, where Brent is at now is we'll schedule a call and then I won't hear from him for a month. Like, right. We'll, we'll schedule a call and we'll go over the things that he needs to complete. And every time, and, and I can't think of a time that it hasn't happened now, but if not, then 90%, 99% of the time, uh, he comes back and not only is it completed, now he's ready for the next list of things to do. Um, and and I, I, I really wish that, you know, m- more school owners would do that and actually take that action and not just be an information junkie, but put feet <laughs> to that information. And, and Brent, am I doing you a, a, a service here with that? Yes, sir. I, I think, I, and, I, and I, I think you're right on the money, sir, when you said that, because I, I was trying to fix so many things. But once I had an idea of what the path I was on, those questions became more specific and less and more direct on the things that I really needed help with because now I have experienced a whole new um, a whole new avenue of uh, challenges, um, whereas before it was just kind of just like everything. And now it's like, well, how do I, how do I um, get to a point where maybe at some point in 15 years I need to retire, but I'd love to see the business going? That's a completely different question than I would have asked you three, four, five years ago. But – because I implemented those things and I've moved my business forward, I'm at a spot where I don't have to ask. You, you look on the the, um, the blogs and stuff and the questions they ask, you know, were 10 years ago on, on some of the things, you know, um, how do you discipline kids and all that. But I'm so, so much, I've implemented so much that, I, I, that uh, I've learned that my questions have kind of become um, – more specific, more specific yeah. to my goals than just how to run the business. So, and I'm grateful right. for that. You know, you spent a lot of time and uh, a, a lot of uh, probably repeating yourself before I, I, I listened. But, um, yeah, I, I, I'm blessed. I'm blessed. Every day I get up, I'm, I'm grateful not only for, for my family and for you guys and for my school, but I'm grateful that the time that I have left on this planet is, is my life instead of working for somebody else and for their goals, that this is my, um, my inspiration, my passion. And so at the end of the day, it's, it's summer vacation 24-7, you know. I, I wake up, I'm excited, I can't wait. You know, it's, it's, it's a blessing. And, I, and I thank you for, for sticking with me for that long. So, yeah, My pleasure, my pleasure. You know, it, it reminds me of what Zig Ziglar used to say, that a message can travel around the world in a matter of seconds, but it sometimes it takes, you know, years before it penetrates that last three quarters of an inch, which is our brain. And, and aren't we all like that on certain things? <laughs> yes, sir. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it's interesting, too. I, I love the fact that you are living in your perception of your dream. Just the other day, I, I put a quote up. It was by the Dalai Lama, and it asked about, you know, I don't know the exact quote. I could read it if I find it, but it was monetary things and what makes us happy. And he basically was saying that it's not the things we have or the things that we do or the things that we own 
um, that make us happy. It's within, right? And then sometimes as school owners, we're so caught up in the frustration of not having, and then you also probably see that that slows your growth, right? Because we're also putting out, always putting out fires, always fearful of the next dollar that we spend, right? But then when you become comfortable and happy in the position that you're in, um, you're able to do things much more easily without the stress of saying, yeah, you know what, I'll experiment with this, or I'll do that, or I might add a new program. So it does take a little bit of that experience, that mental fortitude to not quit and give in. And even now, I bet you still fall back a little and go, oh, what if I, and then you catch yourself and go, no, I'm not going to do what I used to do. I'm going to stick with my new mindset and mentality. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I, 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 I absolutely do. Yeah, I think fear kind of pulls me back, and then I have to realize that, forward is where I'm going and that, uh, you know, and, and things will work themselves out. I, I communicate better than I have with my, with my staff, with my family, with my parents, and that really allevi- alleviated a lot of uh, stress and fear for me as well. But, um, yeah, I don't, I don't live in fear anymore. I'm, everything is, uh, is the way it's meant to be, and when things pop up, I feel like I have the tools to at least not be thrown for a loop for it. It's just right. uh, how do I get around, go over, or go under, you know, and that's it's different. It's different because right. before everything was, everything was huge, you know. When, yeah. when you don't have any students, everything is way bigger than, than it is. So. Right. Yeah, and not only that, and Dwayne, maybe, uh, you know, you, you have some other things, but I just one last comment from here is that not only is it huge because you don't have as many students, you also start throwing out deals, you start getting fearful, um, you start doing things that you would have never done when you're confident. You're like, hey, listen, take it or leave it kind of mentality, but not in a cocky way, but in a way where you, you know, you're going to stick to your prices, stick to your guns, stick to your rules and regulations, yeah. and not let, because of the fear, the manipulation of someone saying, hey, I'll throw you some cash if you give me 30% off, and you're like, oh, man, that would be a big chunk of money. Should I do it? And then nowadays people ask me that, and I'm like, I don't really want to do a pay in full, to be honest, with any discount. Unless you pay me in full for the same amount, I'm okay with that. But I'm not looking to give discounts to get money. You know, I'm going to sell my program at what it's worth, you know. So I know we have those fears, and it's almost like, you know, the opportunities sometimes get pushed aside because we're fearful that what if we make the mistake and do it. So I'm I'm glad you're at that point now and and happy that you're, you know, moving forward and and you're running that school and really sounds like you have a – inside-out school, meaning like everything is from the nucleus from within, keeping the students happy, keeping the parents happy, giving great classes versus always throwing marketing in to draw people to you, and then they quit because they're, they're not happy with that inside mentality. Yeah, and that, that's a great point, Allie. I, I, um, I, I, from your VIP program and stuff like that, I, we really implemented a lot of those things, and uh, we, we've learned that um, – and we used to do, like, the free week and all that stuff, and I would get so many people in, and the people that probably wanted to stay kind of got kind of, got, uh, uh, kind of kicked out because it was, so, it was so mass. And so what we decided was we started doing a $49 intro, you know, uh, eight classes and a uniform, and I don't get as many people, but the people that I do get, they stay. And right. it's like, well, what would I rather have? And so – yeah, yeah. That, so instead of it being a fear-based, get as many as I can um, and see who sticks, we cultivate this great, great classroom, this great family environment. So when people do come in, they're like, it's, it feels comfortable. Uh, you know, the kids, they, they pair up really well with each other. It's, 
I'm lucky. I'm very lucky. That's, I'm very that's blessed. That's awesome. Yeah. Very cool. So, Dwayne, any other thoughts? Yeah, I I I, uh, I just got kicked out of the broadcast. I don't know why. But, uh, <laughs> there you are. You're back. <laughs> yeah. So I do. I'm curious uh, if you could give a, a a time frame for our listeners, meaning when you actually did the numbers and go, oh, I think this is doable, to then quitting your job and doing it and you know doing it full time. What was the time frame that that took? Uh, you know, when I really did, I would say it was probably anywhere between 18 months and two years. I mean, that okay. sounds and, like a long time. But in in the scope of things, it really wasn't. Because even in that time, I was still working through things and, uh, uh, and, and making sure everything was in place. So if I had done that prior, I probably could have shaved six months off, off of that. But, you know, again, I... I started doing uh, some shiny penny stuff, and and I had to kind of, kind of cut that out and uh, really focus. And when I did, you know, it just made life so much easier. You know, those those systems, I, it, it just made my life easier because now I'm focusing on my students. I'm focusing on marketing. I'm focusing at the things that that build my school versus the things that run my school. If that mm-hmm. makes sense. Yeah. I love I love that comment, you know, the shiny penny marketing or whatever. Like we call it bright shiny objects all the time, right? Like things that catch people's attention, a glimmer of light, and then they're like, oh my god, they're fixated on that one thing. I- I'll tell you a funny story. Just the other day, Dwayne and I did a call last week, and we were talking about my program, which was the retail wonderland, right? You know, so I think I'm selling the package price for like twenty nine ninety nine. So I had a whole bunch of people from school owners that were like, email, well, just give me some information. And I'm like, well, you could get the whole package for 29 bucks, you know, but you know, what do you want? Like any specific questions and I'll answer them, but they, they don't want to pull the trigger for $29. And I'm like, what the heck is going on? Like, why won't you see that this is what's holding you back is that fear of maybe buy, like, what's the worst. And I also give a 30 day money back guarantee. So I'm like, what's the worst scenario? You got a scenario, you invest $30 and you don't like it. You get your money back. You do love it. You, you hit a home run. So, I mean, we're still sometimes we're in that, that I, I guess they call it the, the fear of abundance or scarcity, right? Mentality, right? That's where yeah. sometimes school owners are. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. So what, yeah, so, so what do you, uh, you you just called everybody out. That's what you just did on this podcast. Oh, did I? <laughs> about 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 get, hey, yeah. Let's everybody. I'm challenging them all to to get my program. No, but but at the same time, though, but I it goes it goes along with what we're saying with regards yeah, to the mindset. Yeah. I am calling people out on that mindset where like, you know, um, you know, why not invest in you? Like you said, you learn so much, Brent, that what you're doing, you know, over the years by talking to Dwayne. And when you finally gave up that holding on to the fact that maybe if you just listen, it, it will really work for you versus, you know, and then it fast tracks you. I have coaching clients that I talk to every week that sometimes they, and they pay me every week and they don't do anything I say. So I think they think because the check is going to clear that they're paying me that things are going to be better, but they're not doing what they're supposed to do. And I also like what Dwayne said about you. He gives you something to do and you do it, right? You at, and it's done the next time that you talk. And uh, that's why you're you're seeing this success. Yeah, I I don't I you know I don't call Dwayne for therapy. I I I call him for well maybe I do, but I call him for yeah. uh, you know not only motivation. But because the experience that he has, I can't get 
I can't I can't leapfrog experience. You know, right. I, I I just can't. Yeah, that's awesome. Very cool. So I yeah, I, well, one, I appreciate I, I, you being. Yeah, no, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was going to say I have one other question, right? So and then and you and we we still have some time, but um, so now you're an owner, you're you're self-employed, you're doing it all on your own, you control your future, your destiny, everything is you, right? You, the the responsibilities totally fall on your shoulder, so because you can't fall back on your day job, right? So. Um, I have this happen a lot where I have a, a young client who probably will listen to this at a later time, and um, sometimes he gets scared or nervous, and he's like, I just got myself a part-time job. And I'm like, but, dude, you're you're spending 22 hours a week at that part-time job when you could be doing 22 hours of marketing your school and making 10 times the amount of money. So so my question to you is, like, what motivates you from day to day? Like, what what do you use? to self-motivate and keep you on other than your love and you enjoy it, right? But, but like, what keeps you going? Like, what, what, what drives people like you, Dwayne, and I as self-employed individuals, that kind of mindset? Because for me personally, I don't want to go back to work. You know, I've spent, uh, as I get older and, uh, you know, the, you know, I get closer to uh, um, the end of the day here, I, I don't want to go back and live somebody else's dream because it's it doesn't benefit me. I I I I I will never get paid what I'm worth. I I don't want to ask permission to do the bare necessities in life. Go to a doctor. Um, go pick up my my child when they're when they're sick. Um, I don't want to schedule my vacation around a company's <coughs> objective. So for me, not having to answer to somebody to live my life is extreme motivation for me. I can make as much as I want. I can I can make as little as I want. I I can I have the freedom to change my dream and my goal at any minute and go after something new if I want. And I don't have that when I am focused on somebody else's uh goals and they they control like you said, those 22 hours, the 60 hours I used to, to work for the other company, I mean, going to the silly meetings and all those sorts of things, I, for me, it motivates me not to want to go back, to not serve uh, another person. I feel that my calling in life is to help, to help children because we're mostly a, child, uh, a, a kids-based program. We have a, a good adult size, but mostly children. And I know that's where I'm supposed to be. And when right. I am not there, I, I wonder who I missed helping or who did I need to help me that I missed. Because right. I, I think it's a two-way street. I'm, I don't know everything, but as much as they give me, I get from them. So those are really my two big, big motivators, not going back to follow somebody else's goal and dream and making sure that I'm available when I'm needed or when I need somebody else. So that's, yeah. that's really, for me, the big ones. Yeah, Dwayne, I have one last thing I'd like to say on this. What you just said is what I'm, I'm dumbfounded at how the world, and, and many people have figured this out, but how it's a very small percentage of them on the planet that have, at how valuable people like yourself, Dwayne, martial arts school owners are, um, coaches that care, 
to the world at large, right? Because it's like, this is really like, to me, hearing your passion about helping people and, and really making a difference in the world, it, it's so impactful to a parent who has a kid who has no confidence or lacks self-esteem, who can't focus. And, and they don't realize quite, quite as much as how, how much power they have at their fingertips by being in your studio, by um, bringing their kids to class. You know, it's not just an activity. This is a life skill. It's changing lives one day at a time. I mean, I just got this, the most heartfelt letter the other day from a student of mine when she was 14 trained. Now she's a mom with a six-year-old or seven-year-old, and she, she's having a little bit of hard times with her finances, and she's like, but my kid has ADD. He's having a hard time back to school. Can you help us? And we don't have the money right at this moment. And I have the power to say, come on in. Let's do the class. And then if I have to give him a few months for free or do whatever I can, I can. And I love that about what we do, that we're able to really, really impact people. And, and it's awesome. And that's what you're really doing a great job. So that's amazing. Well, thank you. Yeah, we are a family school. And I, and I totally believe that from the time you step in our door, you are greeted, not with a hello. We try to make it personal. Um, and when you leave, it's the same thing. I mean, we're there. You know, people can, my students can FaceTime me. Um, they have access to different things through Facebook to contact mm -hmm. me. And yeah. the number one thing that really sets me apart from my competition in my area is I actually return phone calls. Mm -hmm. I don't know why people don't do that. I'm accessible. And uh, the fact that, that I am, I think, really helps with my retention because I'm able to give my time and and listen and really understand um, why those why my students are there and what motivates them and um, yeah it's it's a it's a blessing and it's just it's perspective it's all perspective right right absolutely without a doubt Dwayne it's all yours I'm gonna okay. stay quiet no I, I no I I'm just uh, hey I'm 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 listening man. I, I wanted to, one, say thank you for, you know, coming along and, you know, being on this podcast and, and you know, oh, and sharing. You. Um, and, 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 you know, full disclosure, last week you, you and I had, a, I don't know, what was it, about a 45-minute conversation on the phone? And, and then I asked yes, you, you know, hey, why, why don't we uh, talk about this on the next podcast? And, and you agreed. So um, I, I'm, I'm curious if you would have anything to say to owners that might be, or, you know, right now in the situation that you're in, contemplating moving from their full-time job to this full-time opportunity as a martial arts entrepreneur, um, and maybe, you know, some things that, that, that you did that you feel would be important that you have or haven't already talked about, and then, um, you know, any other closing remarks that you think that would be important for them to, uh, to soak up? Oh, yeah. Uh... No, I, I I appreciate you know you guys inviting me on to this uh, you know I, this is my first one so I appreciate it so uh, um, I think for me is first I, I made the decision that I wanted this I always wanted it but I didn't really want it and I didn't really say to myself I'm going to do it when you know why not me now is as good a time as any but I also made sure I knew where my money was and what I really needed to survive, and I made sure I had a little bit of buffer, because I know it's ne it was never going to be perfect. Um, there was never going to be that jump-off point where I just had so many people in my school, and, I, you know, it was really interfering with my, my uh, 
my seven to five job, you know, and uh, I, I knew that wasn't going to happen because I, what, the energy wasn't there to give to my, to my school. I, I made a plan. I had money set aside. And I, I think the other thing was I was willing to fail. I was willing to, to totally leave everything on the table, everything on the floor to make this succeed. I was willing to, to sell the things that, that I needed to, to pay for advertising. I was, I was, I was ready to lay bare. You know, I wouldn't do anything to, to hurt my family, but I was willing to give up as much as I possibly could to make this happen. But I wasn't that far away, but I had to have that mindset. I think the other thing too was, um, I had to focus on my business. And I, and I, I don't think, I mean, I, I didn't track things. I didn't know what the things that were falling through the cracks. I was always trying to fix the curriculum or, or add this new program or, you know, find out about Krav and all that stuff. And it's like everything was already in me. I just doubted. Uh, I just doubted my ability for some weird reason. Um, you know, it's like testing, I think, sometimes. You know the stuff inside now, but today's the day you're going to forget it. And I once I, I, I gave myself permission to fail, I knew what I was realistically looking at for what I needed for money, just like we talked about, how many students, what was my rent, what were my expenses. I put it all out there, and I came down with a student count. I was like, whoa, I'm 10 away. I'm 10 away from leaving my job. Well, that's that was yeah. huge motivation for me. And uh, we're way past that now, but I was very – I, I was systematic about it. I was scientific about it. I was open to the possibility of um, not of staying in a place that I don't have the big storefront, you know, that I was going to stay here for, for the rent that I had until it grew to a point where I was busting at the seams. I didn't look for um, new things to distract me from the things I needed to move right. forward. You know, I, I took what I had and I honed it and I honed it and I honed it and I'm still honing it, but it's not based on um, feel or, or emotion or ego. It's based on the feedback that I get from my students. So if I could say one thing, I would say write out your numbers. Know, know what it takes to make that leap. And, and yeah, there's going to be there's going to be a little bit of scared in there. But I mean, I think if you really sit down and do the numbers, you'd be surprised at how close you are. And the other thing I would say is there's no no magic bullet. I'm I don't know if I should say it. So I'm a little bit different in the sense that I don't do birthday parties, and I think some people do do a great job with those. I don't do parades. I don't do. I know I'm, I'm probably going against the grain. There's a lot of people that do those things, and I have done those things. Um, there's just some, there's just people in the town that, that you go to it and there's four karate schools there. And, you know, so it's, for me, I had to figure out a different way and, and through the VIP program that Allie had and some of the things that you gave me, I found my marketing voice and I don't use, um, I don't use the fancy pictures that you can kind of buy. I use pictures of my students you know, like real pictures and different things. And so I went a little bit more organic in my marketing after a while and decided I was going to be, my identity was going to be, I'm going to be a family school, not a competition school. I found out who I was and I stick to it and it's worked. It yeah. worked. I'm not going to be the next UFC champ. Um, this face, 
is too pretty to get punched that many times. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I seemed to block with my face instead of the other parts. So I, I, I knew who I was. I didn't try and reinvent myself anymore. I, I really accepted that because that's my gift, and that's what makes me, I, I feel, a great instructor. So numbers, stick to, stick to who you are, um, and, and, and make sure you know who you are. So you, when you are projecting, everything has to be about that. You know, everything has to be, I can't be a family school and, and, and be these nine other things that don't contribute to that. So I'm really focused. On um, and, you know, what it is and where the, I'm going, and and that's that's probably one of the key things is we we lose focus and and you're maintaining that focus. So that's that's phenomenal. The other thing that I I want to share with everyone is uh, I think you took what I do to another level. And what I mean by that is um, although I do do birthday parties, I don't do the birthday parties. I have staff that does that. Sure, and, sure. And we could you know, and that's something you could look at in you know into later. But and we've talked about that, but. Um, I run my school Monday through Friday. You took it to another level. You run your school Monday through Thursday? Yes, sir. Yeah, yes, so sir. he's got three days off every single week, and then he does his holidays and stuff. You don't take as many holidays as I do, but it's just – No, I'm catching yeah. up, though. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, but I, but what I, you did was you're you're doing it how you want to do it, and – you're not fitting into the same mold that everybody else does. You know, I know, like, I agree with you. Everybody in my town is open on Saturdays. I know, Allie, you're open on Saturdays. But I don't want to be open on Saturdays. Yeah. No, and I love that you guys are doing that. In fact, um, because of that, Dwayne, I I changed – well, don't forget, I have my headquarters schools open on Saturdays, but I took my secondary location, and I said, you know what, I want them to – come and visit the headquarters more. So I closed on Thursdays and Saturdays. So they're open Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday. And um, those people seem to be very happy. And the great news is that they're, they're coming over to the other school and meeting new people and so on and so forth. But I love that you guys are able, and I tell this to, to friends of mine that are opening a new location or they're going to redo a new bill. I said, you don't have to follow the model of, you know, every Saturday or Saturdays and Sundays. In fact, in Florida, we tried that at my Florida location, but then we ended up opening Saturdays because too many people weren't able to make it during the week, right? So then we said, okay, we'll open on Saturday. We had to. Um, but we started it off with a Monday through Friday uh, location. So I, I applaud you for that because, look, when we're on our deathbed, we're not going to wish we worked longer, more hours, spent less time with our family, you know, that kind of stuff. We're going to wish we had that time back, the quality time back to enjoy our lives because, hey, what the heck is life? I mean, I see my dad, poor guy, rest his soul, worked his entire life, was a cop, retired as a cop, made no money in his retirement, got a job, owned a company, was broke with that, then ended up passing on from Parkinson's and all this other crazy stuff. Um, and never went on the vacations he wanted, never had a penny to his name, never got to do the things he liked. Um, I don't want to be that person. I want to enjoy my life, spend time with my daughter, spend time with my fiance, you know, and do what I do. And that's why we're all here today, because we're smart enough to take that and do it. Well, I've, I've made every mistake there is, I think. I've done birthday parties at people's houses in their front yards, and I've done, yeah. you name it, I've been open Monday through Saturday, you know, I opened on Halloween. I did all those things. I, yeah. I, you know, um, but, you know, sometimes you got to, you know, and, and you yeah. you got to learn. And, you know, and I, I think, too, I know that we're a huge soccer community. So, And most of my kids play soccer and, and other sports. And Saturday's game day. And if we ever got to that point where there was a 
a need for it, I would I would definitely do that. I don't know if I would teach it per se. Um, right. You know, I'm a little spoiled, but uh, you know, I, I don't I don't close myself from, from opportunities, but at the same time, I don't want to overextend myself just to make everybody happy. Um, exactly. Dwayne told me. Dwayne helped me flip flop my schedule to make it accommodating to people, and and every now and then he reels me in and says it makes me he gives me the tough question why, and uh, I think that's a complete sentence sometimes. So uh, <laughs> yeah, it's the truth, right? You know, asking yourself, and and I love that. I'm I've been look, my school's been open for 28 years, going on uh, 29, and um, I you know we did the fairs and we're doing all this stuff, and and I'm finding that. We'll spend the whole day, and I'm out there parading around, handing out flyers. People are like, no, I'm good. You know, they have the attitude and all that. And I'm like, what, what are you good with, you know? Anyway, long story short, I'm wondering, like, why bother? And I've been making, like, we didn't march in our parade. We've been doing it for, like, 27 years because we never get anything out of it other than walking down the, the street, and I'm exhausted, and I lose the day. And, you know, um, you know so I'm reevaluating a lot of the things we used to do that are no longer working that are, I'd rather put my time and energy into the things that are. You know, and sometimes that's your students. I'd rather have a party for free at my school and give back to yeah. them than go out and march in a parade and only a third of them show up because they don't want to be bothered. And then they're happy with me and they're like, hey, you know, this is the nicest thing you ever did for me. You know, I'm going to tell my friend how cool you are. So it really all depends on how you spin it, right? Absolutely. Yes, sir. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, hey, uh Brent, thank you very much for being a part oh, thank of this call, and, I, and, and I, I really, really hope that uh, the, you know, somebody picks something up from this, and it's, you know, they have what uh, Allie would call paradigm shift. Absolutely. Paradigm shift. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, thank you both very, very much. Yeah, awesome. It was great seeing you again, too, and talking to yeah, you. Yeah, it was nice seeing you, too. Thank you both. You guys have helped me immensely over the years, and... Uh, since my ears were, are working a lot better, I, I can only imagine uh, where uh, all our conversations will take me. So thank you. That's awesome. All right. Awesome, Dwayne. Thank you for being on here and setting this up and everything. So I appreciate you. You bet. You bet. We'll, uh, we'll talk to you guys next time then. And, uh, and I guess we'll move forward, you know, with our next call next week. So. All right, dude. We'll talk to you later. Take care. See you right. later, everybody. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right. Bye.